So with Taylor, because um, I didn't know actually for the longest time that that he had played with you. Was he on the entire tour or no? And how yeah, did you how did you meet him? Where 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 was that connection? Because he was playing with Alanis Morissette. I don't know if that was before or after you, but I'll tell you what happened. What happened was I had to tour rap and we needed a drummer and we were looking everywhere for, I couldn't find any, and somebody said to the guitar player I was working with, oh, I know this kid down on Laguna Beach. He's awesome. He's never played with anybody big or anything like that, but he's, he's so awesome and he's just a great, anyway, so he said, okay, we'll give it a shot and what the fuck, you know, and, and he drove up in his old beat up truck. (laughs) He drove up to LA and came and auditioned for us. Oh, wow. And he was, greener than green he'd never done any big shows he'd never done anything in his entire life up to the other than you know like little tiny bands you know like whatever anyways and and he wasn't the fabulous drummer that he's turned in that he turned into at the time he was green as green and he did played everything at 50 million miles an hour (laughs) and we were like holy shit i don't know but except for the fact that this guy is just beaming star and love and light and he was just a joy to be around and we loved him so much we went fuck it we're gonna get him anyway hi this is Seth jordan and you are listening to shane christopher neal locked and loaded the industry 45 show with host shane christopher neal i'm doing great how are you i'm great 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 Awesome. Great to talk to you. You too. I, I know we have a mutual friend, uh, that being Gary Borden. I believe he plays guitar oh, with you. Oh, I love Gary. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I've known wow. Gary for a long time, and I live down in Niagara, uh, not far from Gary, and uh, I've hung out with many many times over the years, and yeah, oh, super, super nice man. guy, great player, and that's awesome. Just a wonderful human being, too. Absolutely. Well, you must be, too, if you're friends with Gary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see after this interview. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's going to be great. It's all great, my dear. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun. Ginafeb.com, musiclikemagazine.net as well. But um, you have a brand new album that's come out, and we're going to talk about that. But before I get to that, though, I do have a couple questions. First of all, I got to tell you, um, back in 19, late 1980, I guess 88 it was, when Tell Somebody came out, the song So Hard, um, it was on repeat in my vehicle on cassette, I think, uh, over and over and over. And it, it was just such a, a great song, the melody, the guitar at the beginning. And, and when you listen to that oh, album, so cool. right. When you listen to that album now, like what, 35 years later, what do you think of it? Do you ever listen to it or what, what are your, what are your thoughts about it now? Well, I, I don't listen to it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did, um, I think, Actually, you know what? I heard a song from it the other day, and that was the strangest. I don't know how the fuck I heard it. I have no idea. Uh, I kept, like I was at, I don't think it was the radio. I don't know where it came from, but anyway. And I could hear my brother's voice in the background. And so it took me right back into him being in the studio with me. And at my, uh, oh, just, I, so it kind of catapulted me into that time for a second you right. know what i mean sure and i yeah it, and it's so long ago i know oh, cra- crazy to think about that and i believe on the 30th anniversary you put out uh some seven inch vinyl or something did you not of that album 
Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, uh, I have no idea. I can't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as as a as a female artist too, and I've done so many interviews over the years with Lee Aaron and and Cindy Lauper and Shanayan, but like when I think of the females that were coming through uh, in the '80s and '90s, who who did you look up to as maybe a role model um, in the industry? Did you did you find was there one person or a couple of people that you looked up to as females? Because um, back then it was a lot harder, I think, than it is today uh, for females in the music business. That's a fabulous question. I got, I'm just thinking right now, just as he's saying that, like, what, it was in, so in the 90s, who did I look up to? Hmm. Well, uh, there really were not any female artists that I knew of who were, doing what I was doing. Right. Except, I mean, from the 90s, per se, like, I always have always adored Bonnie Raitt, for example. But I wouldn't say she was from the 90s. You know, right. she was in the 70s, but she, and she's from the now, actually. But you know what I mean? So, But she wasn't specific to the 90s. Well, she had great, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so there was, so Bonnie Raitt, I, I loved Michelle Engdiacello. I don't know if you know her. Yeah, I know the name, yep. But, yeah, oh. She, she was awesome and probably still is. I hate saying was, I just, you know, I don't know what, but you know, you, you, there's just so much going on. It's impossible to keep up with it all. Right. And, um, but there, it wasn't, yeah. And I don't know if it's easier, to, you know, in some ways it's easier today and in some ways it's uh, more challenging, just like it was then. In some ways it was easier then and in some day, ways it was more challenging. You know, it's, this is, we live in a world of duality for sure. Right. Absolutely. Everything has both ends of it, you know, so. Well, that's a, what, that's a fair answer. I just wasn't sure if there was somebody that was uh, specific in, in your mind that, that you had looked up to, but um, fair enough. Let's go out of this album, though. Live in New York, 94. Number one, uh, New York is my favorite city. I'm heading there, actually, in, in a couple of weeks. How come you Woo! picked this specific uh, show uh, to, to release the album for? Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. That First of all, um, it was one of my favorite records that I've ever made, the Rats tour. So mm -hmm. it was Rats. So that's one reason. Another reason is that people had been asking for a live recording for the longest time and I just never you know and then uh, uh, somebody who works with me said hey I found this particular recording and it's really good maybe this is what you maybe you should put this out plus it's the one year anniversary of Taylor right leaving us so this might be a beautiful way to celebrate him you know absolutely and all of those things combined and the fact that it was you know sonically uh, decent enough to do you know to put out it, I, all of that combined is what is really what the reason is. So with Taylor, um, cause I didn't know actually for the longest time that, that he had played with you. Was he on the entire tour or no? And how yeah, did you, how did you meet him? Where, where, where was that connection? Cause he was playing with Alanis Morissette. I don't know if that was before or after you, but I'll tell you what happened. What happened was I had to tour rats and we needed a drummer and we were looking everywhere for, I couldn't find any other. And somebody said to the guitar player I was working with, oh, I know this kid down on Laguna Beach. He's awesome. He's never played with anybody big or anything like that, but he's, he's so awesome and he's just a great, and you, you, anyway, so he said, okay, we'll give it a shot. And what the fuck, you know? And, and he drove up in his whole beat up truck. <laughs> he drove up to LA and came and auditioned for us. 
Oh, wow. And he was greener than green. He'd never done any big shows. He'd never done anything in his entire life up to the other than, you know, like little tiny bands, you know, like whatever. Anyways, and, and he wasn't the fabulous drummer that he's turned in, that he turned into at the time. He was green as green and he did played everything at 50 million miles an hour. <laughs> and we were like, holy shit, I don't know. But except for the fact that this guy is just beaming star and love and light. And he was just a joy to be around. And we loved him so much. We went, fuck it, we're going to get him anyway. <laughs> and he'll learn. And he did. <laughs> and he did. And yeah. then what happened was at the end of the tour, uh, that whole year, I mean, we went to Europe. We went all, he'd never done anything like this in his life. He was just ecstatic to be doing what he'd always dreamt, dreamed of doing. And of course, what was going to be his life. Anyways, at the end of the tour, the last night of the, show, the the tour was in Los Angeles. And my manager at the time had a friend who was a manager, strangely enough. His name was Scott. And he had this artist, this Canadian artist, that he was looking for a band for. And he said, well, seeing as fast as, you know, finished the tour, not going to be playing for a while, do you mind if we, like, come and see the band and maybe we hire a couple of guys? And needless to say, it was Alanis Morissette, and they did. Wow. <laughs> they hired Taylor and Nikki, my guitar player, Nikki. And uh, within five months, it was the biggest thing in the entire world. Crazy. And because I, I was watching a video uh, also in 1994, the European Festival, and, and Taylor was playing. So I wasn't sure, but that, yeah. that's awesome. And what did you think then? Let me ask you as his career obviously uh, just exploded and what yeah. he did with the Foo Fighters. Are you, were you sitting there yeah. over the years just thinking, wow, this guy started with me, man. And here we are watching uh, one of the most, or probably one of the greatest drummers of all time, really. Yeah. Well, de and definitely one of the most beloved. That's for sure. Right. Um, what did I think? Well, see, Taylor never, ever, Taylor was the type of human being that never forgot what you did for him, right. in his opinion. You know what I mean? He was just a magnificent human being. And so Taylor and I were, were friends to the day he died. And we talked all the time and we texted with each other all the time. Like we, he never went away. Um, but to me, what I would, what I would think when I'd see him in his soaring stratospheric career, uh, path, was I was right. <laughs> I knew it. Everybody yeah. knew it. There was nothing special about me. Trust me. I, everybody freaking knew it. He, you just stood in the room with him and you just knew he was destined for greatness. Wow. He was, you know, it was, it was beautiful and nobody would have deserved it more in my opinion. And he never, ever stopped telling me that how grateful and appreciative he was that I suppose, so, so to speak, gave him his first break. But the fact is, if it wasn't me, it would have been someone else, and he would have done the same thing, trust me. Well, it sounded like you have a great relationship, uh, or you did have one with him. Do you remember where you were when you heard the news that he passed away? Yeah, I know exactly where I was, because I didn't believe it. But I was at, my, I was at home, and it was about 10, 10 p.m. at night, and I got a text from my drummer, Cass, and he said, oh my God, Seth, did you see what the Foo Fighters just posted? And I said, no, what are you talking about? And he said, well, go look. So I did. And I thought, oh, this, this is, this is a joke. Like this right. is one of those, you know, and then within 10 minutes, it was clear that that wasn't the case. So it was yeah. a horrific experience. Well, you, ew, I don't like thinking about it. And I'm ah. so sorry about that. It's, it's just, not, I, it's not your fault. I just, <laughs> ooh, just a lot of, 
Well, this is yeah, a, this, anyways, this is a great tribute that you did this uh, w- with him playing on the album. And I have to ask you, what else is on on your bucket list? You put out a couple of blues albums too, right? In twenty twenty, yeah, uh, yeah. Rebel Moon Blues, and then Bitches Blues, and uh, so Last what's year, yeah. what, what's on your bucket list? Uh, uh, you know, coming up in the next, let's say, five years. Bucket list. Hmm. Hmm. New <laughs> new music, like awesome. new 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 rock music, or no? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I it's so hard for me to predict where I because I'm very, um, I like I get an idea. Let's do it now. You know what I mean? But I don't necessarily have an idea before. But definitely more rock music for sure. Good. And I'm interested in fusiony types of stuff. And I'm you know there's so many things that I'm interested in. But the main theme for me with music going forward it always has been but at this point in my life this is this is absolutely the whole heart and soul and reason i want to do it is healing healing of myself and healing of anyone else who 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 get get the same vibration from it that's all i really care about i don't care about anything else you well, know, that, so that, that's awesome. And I'm glad you're going to put new music out because, uh, oh, yeah. you know, you've had some killer albums. And what I like is you've got this album out right now and it, it's going to be out in vinyl, too, I believe, soon. And mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. only yourself, but I did an interview last week with Harry Hess of Harem Scarum, who's got 30 years of mood swings. Andy Curran uh, went back and re-released an album. So it's great to see the artists that I grew up listening to uh, in high school and college are putting these albums back out or maybe, you know, something you've never heard before, like the one that. That, that or creating so, new stuff. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, can you tell me a story here about the, the, what's the Van Halen? I went to your website. I know you wrote um, something fairly substantial on, on Van Halen there and Eddie. And mm-hmm. so what's the connection there? You, you seem to have known them, uh, both Alex and mm-hmm. Eddie. And did you tour with them or what? No, God, no, 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 no. It, it, it was a, how do I summarize this quickly? Let's see. It, it was, a bizarre twist of circumstances as most things usually are. <laughs> and, uh, they had called me and said, we are looking to do some new music and we want to hear what it sounds like with somebody singing on it. Would you be able to help us out? Just like, so that we'd give us, give us an idea of what it would sound like when somebody's singing on these songs that, that we're writing, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, this is Van Halen. I grew up with fucking Van Halen. <laughs> what the hell? Um, okay. And unbeknownst to me, they were actually looking for a singer for their band because they had just uh, broken up with Sammy Hagar. Uh, but I didn't know that. The story they gave me was that they were looking for somebody to just help them hear what the song sounded like with a singer on them. Now, what happened is I spent about four months with them at Ed's house. When I say four months, because I lived down the street, so I'd go there like every couple of days. I'd be there all day. And do you think we ever did a shred of music? No. In (laughs) fact, what happened was I was what I like to call their bum boy. So I was the one that was sent out for cigarettes and beer. And then they'd, we'd sit around for hours on end with them and they would tell me stories and then they'd have a fight and then they'd, you know, 
listen to the new record that I was making and they, and then we'd go out. It was an incredible time during which not one note of music was played a and B not one single photograph was taken. So you're all, everybody just has to buy, believe me on this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm telling the truth because I would never have thought of such a great story. Um, uh, I'm going to read otherwise. it. It's it's on your website, yeah, and, and like I started, yeah, I just I started getting into it. I was like, oh my god, this is long. I'm going to have to read it when I get more time. So, it's and speaking, of, speaking, long, yeah. speaking of photos uh, on the on the album that's coming out, your uh, the Gatefold, mm-hmm. you're going to have some photos that you took during the Rats tour, correct? Yeah, well, not me because I I rarely took photographs, but um, my tour manager and percussion player guy, he took. I mean, these are shit photos but they're amazing perfect you know, they're, they're, the, they're the best because they're not you know what i mean like they're completely they're wreck and wacky oh my god yeah so absolutely it's a, it's an amazing collage it really is especially for me because i look at it and i and i go i don't even know that person myself i don't even remember that person you know what i mean it's like so fucking weird that is awesome. And and there's yeah. good news and bad news. Well, the bad news is for me, the great news is you're playing in Kitchener, Ontario on July the 22nd. Uh, the bad news okay, for me is yeah. I'm going to be in Boston, so I won't be oh, here. I know. Bummer, but dude. I know. Gary's going to be there. I know. I know. And I hope that you're going to play more shows in Ontario. Um, well, we got a bunch. They're, they're on, the, on the website. They're, okay, good. There are a bunch. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I only me, saw a handful. Me and, yeah, me and Kim Mitchell, my fave. That is amazing. And, and, and this is a great album. Live in New York, 94. And one last question, because I looked at where it was recorded when it said South Street Seaport. And yeah. I like that's by Pier 17, I think. But where? Yes. Like, is there a hall there or something? I don't know where. It like, was outside. Oh, it was, it was outside. outside. Oh, okay. It was yeah, yeah. And it was like a radio, uh, an afternoon radio presentation kind of thing, which is why it's so short. Yeah, we only like, did like nine songs. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Eight, yeah. Oh, nine songs. yeah, yeah. So, and that's why it sounds so good because it was recorded through, with the radio. It was like a live radio thing. You know how radio yeah. stations do like a promotional. Yeah. So it was, that's what it was. This is old school. I love it. That's unbelievable. That's <laughs> unbelievable. As, who is an old school buddy? Hell yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> 